0: So let me know what you think of this new format, please. That's the favour that I'm asking. You can do that on Twitter, at Mr. Asquith. And you can get the written version of this over on my Twitter profile as well. Once again, that's at Mr. Asquith. And enjoy this episode of the Podcast Accelerator. Every podcaster wants to grow their brand, but not enough podcasters put enough focus on the brand experience. So today I'm going to give you two actionable podcast brand experience tips that you can just implement right away. And guess what? They won't take you long, but they will form the basis of everything that your podcast sits atop. This, of course, is the Podcast Accelerator. I'm your host, Mark Askwith, CEO and co-founder of Captivate.fm, the world's only growth-oriented podcast hosting platform where... We do everything that you'd expect from a world-class podcast host, but we also give you education on how to grow your podcast with our free podcast growth labs. We give you free guest booking and management features. We give you network and cross-promotional opportunities and so much more, all for one cost. And you know what? It's really easy to move your podcast from another host, so if you're a little bit tired of working with a team that just gives you an RSS feed and not much else, Maybe you should kick the tires on Captivate. Go and check it out for free at Captivate.fm. Now, I'm going to talk to you about brand experience because it's very important not only to me generally as a a business person, as a podcaster, as a human being, but it's also important to you, the busy podcaster. So I'm going to talk to you about that in just one second. But I need to give a shout out to the team at Aweber who helped me to enhance my brand experience through quality email marketing. They helped me to engage with you, the ever-present, ever-loving, ever-beautiful Podcast listener who, you know, you turn up every single time I publish an episode and I appreciate that. But also, we engage with each other. We talk to each other. There are so many people that reply to my emails and all of that is powered by Aweber. And if you're not doing the same with your audience, then believe me, you're missing a huge opportunity. Please go and check Aweber out for free, no credit card required at mark.live/slash email. Now, there's an old adage that every entrepreneur claims that they coined, but That Jeff Bezos, he of space, is widely credited as saying first. And that is, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. So what do people say about your podcast when you're not in the room? What do they tell their friends about your podcast? And how, if you aren't in that proverbial room, how can you have any influence over what they say? Well, by creating an experience. Because look, brand at its core is just that. Brand is the promise of an experience that becomes synonymous with a company, person, a product, a service, a place, or a piece of media, just like your podcast. But as podcasters, you know, we we become consistently focused on our content, rightly so. Without great content, we have nothing. But too often we create superb content, and sadly we assume that that's enough. And what do I mean by that? We assume that that's enough, and that because we've put the blood, sweat, and tears into that content, people should come listen. And if they don't, it's them that's the problem. Well, the hard truth, though, is that there's so much great content in the world right now, and people can choose from any of that. Content and for us to shine and to become the choice of content for our prospects, they have to of course know about us, but they 've also got to feel like they 're a part of what we do, and I know that can sound really odd to a podcaster to like you know to a podcaster like you or me because we know our content is great, and we know that we don't have you know lots of time to put into anything any, sorry anything else except our content. but in order to thrive as a podcaster well you've got to focus on experience so consider just for a second any of your favorite tv shows or your literary franchises or your favorite movie franchises they they've always got the apathetic and the passionate sides to their fandom now many people consume content that they love yet they don't feel strongly enough about so you know, if they don't feel strongly enough about the world that they're consuming, they're not going to vocalise their opinions. So they're like, they're pretty apathetic, okay? That doesn't mean they don't enjoy the content, it just, they enjoy the content, and they move on, no, that's it, you know, they'll they'll take it or leave it, that's all right. But some, in particular with franchises like uh, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or, 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 you know, Star Wars, a lot of fan bases are vocal about their love or hate of a certain decision, a storyline, a character, or a product which is delivered by, you know, their beloved franchises. And that passion is born from the brand, from, guess what, the promise of an experience. And that passion overspills into noise, which in turn attracts new fans or activates less vocal fans in becoming vocal. And once a brand reaches that level, you see it all the time with companies, you know, Once a brand reaches that level, it unlocks new powers. Advocacy becomes natural and word of mouth becomes a huge factor in new people discovering what that brand has to offer. And the more that a brand delivers on its experiential promise, the more that flywheel spins and the bigger the brand grows. You actually see that, you know, pretty regularly. In the startup world where suddenly a new app or platform springs into the mass market from, well, what appears to be nowhere. But actually, that platform has gone through the early adopter phase where it attracted, you know, the real niche audience members, the real early adopters. And it also ironed out its brand messaging, its promise, and it figured out its product market fit. And then when it does, it will move through to the curious user stage where more curious users, not the early adopters, but not, you know, not, not my mum. You know, where more curious users will buy in, but they don't identify as early adopters. All right. They just want to try this thing that their friend has told them about. Who is the geeky early adopter? And beyond that, startups move into the establishment and scaling stages, which is where many of us first discover a new brand. You know, think of any startup that you're using now, Airbnb, Uber, they've all gone through that process. All right. So could we, could we do the same for our podcast? Could we over time devise and refine a brand promise that targets our niche so specifically that we build advocacy and growth through simply doing what we promised to do? Yeah, of course we could. Of course we could. But remember, producing the content isn't enough. We've got to be focused on our brand, but perhaps even more keenly focused on the experience that we want our brand to deliver for the long term. What do we want people to say about our brand, about our podcast, when we aren't in the room? The challenge with brand building is that you've got to be so personally aligned to your brand that living it and embodying it, it doesn't feel forced. It's got to feel natural and certainly can't feel like a job. And a good example of this is actually how we run Captivate, our podcast hosting and growth platform. Our brand experience is designed to be one that educates, that supports and innovates and leads the way for our podcasters in a really inclusive way. And if you look at the reviews that Captivate has... Or if you look at the reasons that, like in the Facebook groups, that people sign up to host, host their podcast with Captivate, those values are reflected in the comments that we receive. Why? Because those tenets of our brand, uh, you know, they're ingrained with our personalities too. They aren't hard to maintain because we built the business around what we personally believe and we give ourselves the permission to be frank and honest with our podcasters. The experience to talk to me You know, if you see me at an event or whatever, you know, we're out and we bump into each other or, you you know, we talk to each other on a live stream. That experience of talking to me is the same type of experience that you're going to have when you engage with Captivate, the brand and the product. And the beauty is, well, we can scale that nicely because we don't have to work at it. It's us. We follow our intuition and we listen to our podcasters. And as long as we always overlay that belief system, the brand experience that podcasters have with Captivate will always be the same. And what that means to our advocates is really simple. If they recommend Captivate, which means, of course, they put their own reputation at stake by recommending something, it means that the experience that people have with Captivate will be exactly the same as that advocate have told them it will be. And they can be confident in that every single time. It's vital. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple of actionable podcast brand experience tips. Just two things that they'll that, you know they might take 10 15 minutes for you to just think about and write down some ideas on. But what they're not going to do is cause you to have to work for 2 hours on changing something. They're not going to give, you know, they're not going to they're not going to force you into a half day's work, all right? These are things that you can do today. Just subtle tweaks and thought exercises, mindsets that you can start to think about and implement, all right? So look, I know you're a busy podcaster. And you know you're probably staying on top of your content production pretty nicely, but here he is. Here's Mark introducing more work into your life as a blooming podcaster, and that's terrifying. I get it completely, but I'm not going to do that, all right? Because at the same time, as producing the content, building your brand experience is really, really important. I don't want you to forget that. I don't want you to 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 underestimate how vital that is. Connecting with your listeners and parlaying that brand is a significant and really very often overlooked bridge between you, the creator, and the listeners, the consumers. How can you begin to deliver a standout brand experience whilst not adding too much to your podcasting workload? Well, look, like I said, these are two vital cornerstones of your brand that you can nail down today. Think of them as I like to think of them. They are core tests that any decision that you make for your podcast must pass, all right? These are two core tests any decision that you're, uh, you need to make for your podcast, they must pass, all right? Number one, how will you reward engagement? Engagement is one of those things that podcasters say they want more of, but that often they don't really know how to measure. Personally, I focus on one engagement platform, my Twitter account, Twitter. But it doesn't matter which platform you choose. All you've got to do is design the experience that you'd like people to have when they do engage with you. Let me give you an example. Using Twitter, I've got three things that I do consistently. I converse and reply, I get to know, and I acknowledge outside of Twitter. I converse and reply, I get to know, and I acknowledge outside of Twitter. Now by converse and replying, the getting to know part of that actually happens pretty naturally. So many podcasters You know, measure engagement using transient metrics like likes or clicks through to episodes. But the problem with those style metrics is that you can't really focus on consistently building a relationship with someone, which in turn means you don't don't earn the chance to continually let them know about your content. You know, that that if you use clicks or likes or whatever, you know, these kind of transient things, it becomes something that you've got to keep filling up. Because you don't build any trust. You've got to keep putting more of them in. You've got to keep getting more likes, getting more clicks. But if you spend time actually conversing with people who then take the time to reach out to you. And then you acknowledge that outside of the engagement platform, you build genuine trust and friendship. So as again, as an example, if someone reaches out to me on Twitter, mark.live slash Twitter, and we generally have a good time on there together, you know, we're back and forth, we chat. What I'll do is I'll give them a shout out on my show, on this podcast right here. People like Kipp McGee, Felicia Jones. You know, there's so many people that I, that I, that I ain't converse with. Or maybe I'll give them a shout out on my live stream. And then I'll let them know that I did that. I'll go back to them on Twitter and I'll let them know. And it's a small detail, but it matters because it shows that you genuinely want to connect with your listeners. And guess what? That is something that people will talk about. It's the experience. It's your experience. It's the promise that you're making as a brand. Number two. What about when someone's telling someone about you or your podcast? Now, how do you want to be described? Tip number two how do you want to be described? Now, this is a really nuanced tip, all right? Podcasters like you and I, we focus so much on our show. We really do, all right? I get that. In fact, we, you know, sometimes, always, we drop into pitch mode every time someone asks us about our podcast. And we can describe the show really well to anyone. And as more time progresses, the better we get at that. We refine and. We become more tuned into what our listeners want from our podcast. So that description gets better and better and better. But what we do is we forget one core thing about advocacy, about shareability, about brand experience and about podcasting overall. People don't just come to our podcast for the content. They come to it for us, the host. They come for our voice and our personality too. So ask yourself this, have you thought about how you want to be described to anyone recommending your podcast? Not Not how you want people to describe your podcast, how you want people to describe you. And I know this sounds and it feels a little bit weird because we're talking about brand experience, but this is so central to brand. After all, it's your voice at the core of everything. You're a podcaster. And it's that voice of yours that people relate to, get to know, and they come to recognise. Now, a few years ago, I revamped my personal brand as an example and I really put a focus on how I would like people to describe me. Straight talking, open and honest, and innovative in podcasting. You know, that's what—that's all we're trying to do here. Be, be honest, be open, you know, cut through the BS, be very straight talking and innovative in podcasting. If I can do all those things, then I can help you, the podcaster. And that took some doing, you know. I mean, it's, 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 it's uncomfortable to do that exercise on yourself. But if you do, you're going to give yourself a way of focusing that language throughout your episodes and, That will then seep into how people go on to describe you when you aren't around. And again, as an example, you know, during a podcast episode, you know me, you know, if you're a long-term listener to the show, thank you. And you'll also know that, you know, I, I might dispel a myth from some crappy guru or some shitty course that I see online. And I'll say, look, you know, don't know about this. And I'll dispel the myth. I'll go on and say what I need to say. And then I'll follow it with something like, hey, you know, look, I know that might not be popular, but it's my job here on the accelerator to be open, straight talking, honest with you. And I'm really sorry if that's uncomfortable, but that's my job to be open, straight talking, honest. And I've designed that around my natural personality because that's just me. That's my, nat- you know, I'm not, that's not me just being a character. This that is me. So I have extended that into how I want to be perceived and described, and that's that's how I get described. You know, that's people from other hosting companies have described me like that. They've they've described me as, you know, leading innovation, leader in the podcasting space, which is fantastic. You know, I really deeply appreciate that, especially from the people that have said it. I mean, some really humbling people. And like I said, I've designed that around my natural personality and extended it into how I want to be perceived. I don't have to work at it. It's just me. This is just me. All right. Now, most podcasters act in a way that's in line with their own beliefs. That's all right. Okay. That's cool. They naturally attract some of the people who become fans of theirs by simply, you know, coming across them, by happening across them because they you, know, they, you know, they meet each other at an event or they come across each other on a podcast and they get along because they share very similar personalities or belief systems. But the difference between those people who sort of lean into their personality, between those people and, those who go on to scale their brand and their podcast. The difference between those two types of people is that the latter, those who go on to scale successfully, the latter are purposeful about how they put themselves out there and to some degree how they influence how people talk about them when they aren't in the room. Like me, I want to be perceived as straight talking, open and honest, cut through the BS and innovative in podcasting. So that's the language that I use and it's my actions back it up, all right? So look, to close out, there's a lot more to brand experience design than these two elements. But without these two elements, a brand experience simply won't exist. You can carry out as many marketing tactics as you like, share your podcast far and wide and do so relentlessly. But without designing these two core tenets, your brand won't last and it certainly won't scale. Remember, word of mouth is huge. It always has been and it always will be. So work on these two elements of your podcast brand right now. Won't take you long. And you'll be surprised how quickly people begin to tell their friends about you in ways that you'll find they're perfectly in tune with what you have designed. Until the next time, keep on captivating.